welcome to another Wall of Sound interview. I'm Ebony and I'm really excited because right now we are chatting to Ian Kenny of Carnival. Earlier this year they performed the Decade of Sound Awake live stream. It was amazing. But hey, if you didn't see it, you can now grab it on Blu-ray and watch it for the rest of your life. They also released a new song called All It Takes. Everyone is very excited about that. And they're playing Monolith Festival in March next year. So, Kenny, hi, how are you? How's your pandemic been? What's been going on for you? Um, everything's wonderful. I think the last, yeah, I think the pandemic, well, God, it's almost two years now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, just just weird times. I, feel, I think I feel like everyone, we've just been in, the, in this great waiting period for things to turn, to get back to some sort of norm- <laughs> normality. So, yeah, just waiting, but, you know, here we are. We're all doing okay, I think. I think so. You know, we're getting back into it slowly, but I have to say the Decade of Sound Awake live stream really just like took me through. You know, I really needed that in the year. So like, thank you so much. It was great, beautifully executed as well. It's just going to live forever now. How does it feel to have a performance, I guess, like that, able to relive over and over? Yeah, it feels really good, like within the camp of Carnival. I mean, the whole thing, trying to support what Sound Awake means to fans of the band. We had our intention to take that whole thing out on tour and it just fell over like god i think we tried three times to try and make that tour work so the next best thing was to sort of capture the performance of the record um live at the heath ledger theater so and it just turned out oh it's amazing it was, it was such a sweet reminder i think too for the band how how fun it is to play that record um it's pretty demanding in its, in its own right but it was fun it was cool yeah was it different playing it front to back with no audience like you could actually really feel the music and just be in your own world instead of having to either interact with people or think about how it's going for them it was just all about you guys bit of both it was kind of strange because you know you very much feed off the room and you feed off the energy and whatnot so every time so you kind of it was, it was in the middle like there was moments there where it's really nice just to focus on the performance but then again every time like I'd open my eyes mid-performance, I'm just looking at a whole lot of empty seats. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really weird. I was like, oh, that's right. We're, we're just on our own here. We're just rocking out. It's like, no one's here. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, was it always the plan to, I guess, immortalise this live stream or it was later on when you were like, actually, that's a great idea? Um, it was la- later on. I think, like I said, it's just a reaction to not being able to tour um, and trying to you know, honour the record, I guess, and what it means to people and just sort of capture that live performance. Because at the time, we just, we didn't know when we were going to be touring again. We didn't know when we were going to be able to present that side of the band again. It was just looking like just false start after false start. So I think, you know, when you're up against it, you've got to try and find ways to be creative and, yeah, still be a band, <laughs> like, you know. You know. Yeah. I mean... When I think about uh, either listening to something that I created, uh, it's very cringy hearing my own voice, and this will be me editing later on, just being like, oh, you're gonna sound cooler. But, you know, it's been out since the 10th of December, so have you watched it? Is rewatching performances something that you do? No, it's something I don't do, don't do very often <laughs> at all. Though with this one, um, I will, I will share with you. I watched this one because it was just the nature of this whole, the streaming and the, and the way it went down. It was kind of new and I guess like a, well, yeah, newish, but it was kind of kind of cool. We hadn't done it before. So actually friends of mine where I live work in a cinema 
theatre and we actually got free access to the theatre. So it was literally me and about seven mates <laughs> sitting in this massive theatre and we just streamed it and we just had an esky in the middle <laughs> and we just, we're just drinking beers. <laughs> nice. Just drinking beers in the middle of this empty theatre like with Bob. Of course, we're there for the for the sound the theatre can deliver. And I was like, all right, this thing's scrubbed up all right, man. This sounds pretty good. Yeah, you're like, I made that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> was there ever a point where um, you were like, oh, needs more lasers? Or you were like, this is perfect? <laughs> no, you can never have too many lasers. You, you, you've got to, you can't <laughs> go overboard with lasers. If anything, there wasn't enough lasers. That's my pick. That's the Not quote. Not enough lasers. Not enough lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, you've sort of been drip feeding us very slowly with the live stream, the DVD release or the Blu-ray release, and then you've just dropped the track um, All It Takes, which is super exciting because you've played it live for a while and then you played it live officially on this one and now you've officially released it. You know, why was this the right time? Like, what's the story with this song that it took how many years to get actually released? Well, I think creatively with the band, like we've been trying to stay creatively good and healthy for the last year, like choosing these seven, eight years and just, well, and there's a lot to that, I think in-house and just around the band. But a lot of it is just creatively stuff. Sometimes there's been so many false starts with what we've been trying to do creatively. And every time we hit a hurdle, sometimes we've just got to completely pull the whole thing apart and rebuild it. And with that, it's the only way we know how to kind of reapproach music in-house and with that, there's always a rebuild and a, and a time just to get things back on board. Um, and, you know, I think we've got the shell of a record sitting there. We've got like a number of pieces that are sort of in their own stages of completion. We've got all it takes and maybe two others that are sitting there kind of ready to go. So the idea of the record, especially in the last like two or three years, it's just been very difficult to get that thing activated and get it going, especially around touring. So. It, all, all that feels way, way out of our control. So I guess what we're doing now is controlling what we can and what we can control is just releasing the songs we have in our hands. So all it takes is one that we're all feeling good about. And I don't know, it, it's, it's also just been a weird time, I think for, for people and, you know, for anybody who likes a bit of all, why not drop a new song and just <laughs> put it out into the world? And we'll all get around it. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're building the hype, that's for sure. <laughs> and you're playing Monolith Festival in March next year with a bunch of other proggy bands. And I guess this will essentially be your return to the stage, one with a crowd, <laughs> that is. And I guess because Carnival isn't like, you know, one of the bands that are constantly touring and, you know, going overseas and always on the road, have you been itching to perform or is it something that you appreciate when you're doing it and you're like, when you're not touring or you're not playing live, you're like, I can appreciate this too. Bit of both always, but I do miss playing. I, I like performing in and with Carnival and sharing space with Carnival fans in those rooms. Like, man, it's it's sick. Um, it's easy miss. Like, they are. It's a good time. It's a really, it's a really good time. So yeah, I think I miss that. I miss sharing that sort of stuff, and, and of course, just miss playing as well. And yeah, that's sort of drilled home pretty hard in the last two years, having so many disruptions with plans to tour and get back at it so yeah pretty keen i think it's great do you have anything else lined up for 2022 that we can get some hints yeah on? after the monolith festival carnivals in europe for may and then we'll be back in the country hopefully back in the studio and then we can look at 
North America again and try and set that up. So that sort of fell over last time we tried that through COVID. So um, as much as the European fans, as much as we can hear them quite clearly, they are hanging to get access to the band as we are. So it'd be great for that to pay off yeah. in North America as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, what an exciting year. Hopefully. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, this is the first time in like two years where next year is actually looking like, you know, there's a decent confidence in getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Perth has just opened up their borders as well. Come, is it February, I believe? Yes. February? February, yeah, early Feb, February 4, I think. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great. Oh, I'm so excited for next year then. Also, Monolith, so I can see you guys live again. That'll be a great time. Yeah. So. And the Blu-ray, I haven't got my hands on a copy yet, but man, when I do, an entire evening is blocked out, I tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, treat yourself. Get some snacks, get some something good to drink and get, inv get involved. Definitely. Oh, well, I'll leave you there. Thank you so much for your time. It was lovely to chat with you, Kenny. You too, Abri. Thanks for your time. I enjoyed Thank it. You.